Hello and welcome back to the Fantasy Playmakers. What's up guys? In today's video, I'm going to be going through some injury updates for week two of the NFL season. So talking about some players who have already been ruled out, others you know who may have been limited throughout the week but are going to be good to go come Sunday, and then just kind of break down how that's going to affect these players individually as well as all their fantasy relevant teammates. While you guys are watching this, if you enjoy the content or you find it informative, please just hit that like button and subscribe to the channel. And then let me know your thoughts down below in the comment section. You know, it doesn't have to relate to this video. It could really be any sort of fantasy football question and I'll respond to every single comment. But let's just get right into the video, starting off with two players, you know, who have been limited throughout the week, but are gonna be good to go come Sunday. And the first one is gonna be DeAndre Swift. He's been dealing with that same groin injury that, you know, we were kind of worried about week one. The coaches came out and said he would be limited going into that week one matchup, but then he went out, had over a 60% snap share and balled out. So this is not something you should worry about and he should be locked into your starting lineup. And then the other guy is Marquise Brown. He missed both Wednesday and Thursday with an ankle injury, but he will play Sunday. You know, he's a guy who could definitely be a flex option in some deeper leagues. You know, maybe a 14 team league, he could be a flex play. So good to know. He's still the wide receiver one there with all the injuries to the wide receiver position. And it seems like the Ravens are going to rely on the passing game more, especially since all their running backs are down. So those two are going to be good to go. But then we get to Josh Jacobs, who has been ruled out for week two. And you know, that may think that just skyrockets Kenyon Drake up the rankings. And he definitely moves up. But I think you just have to have kind of limited expectations for him. I would view Drake as a very, very low RB2 or probably more than likely a high-end RB3 because I don't think he's just going to come in and take over Josh Jacobs' role and the role that he had Monday, right? We saw Josh Jacobs be the lead rusher out of that backfield and Kenyon Drake was the guy involved in the receiving game. He was more of the third down back, caught all five of his targets, you know, week one. So he does have that receiving upside. But when John Gruden was asked about this, he actually said they were excited to see Peyton Barber which I mean, just seems crazy, but that's definitely not good news for Kenyon Drake. He's not going to be that three down workhorse. I do think they're going to kind of use Barber in the same way they used Josh Jacobs. So, you know, Kenyon Drake could be a potential flex play, but not someone that you should feel overly confident in this week. And then for Josh Jacobs, this definitely isn't great news. He was not efficient on the ground week one. He kind of got saved with those two touchdowns. And then you could kind of see he was laboring that injury throughout the game. So he's someone who dealt with a lot of injury concerns last year. So it's definitely not ideal for him to already be having problems. But the next player we're going to talk about is going to be Odell Beckham. Obviously, he's coming off of that ACL injury from last year. He did not play in week one. He was basically a game time decision, went out, warmed up on the field. It just didn't feel great. And so they ended up sitting him. But he has already been ruled out for week two. The news came out on Wednesday. And obviously, that's pretty shocking because if he was a game time decision on Sunday, you would kind of think that'd be good news for him in week two. But you know, he didn't even make it to the weekend to kind of test out that injury. So I do think that's a little bit concerning. It's definitely a little bit of a hit to Baker Mayfield in terms of his fantasy value this week. He's still probably a mid-tier quarterback too, just because he does have a very favorable matchup this week against the Texans. You have Jarvis Landry now continuing to be that wide receiver one in this offense. And I honestly think the guy who kind of gets the biggest bump this week with Odell being out is going to be Anthony Schwartz because he really was the guy who kind of stepped in and played that OBJ role in the Browns offense week one. He was targeted five times, three receptions for 69 yards and 17 rush yards. So he's a potential flex play in much, much larger leagues. So just a guy you may want to have your eye on. 
Next up, I'm going to be talking about Brandon Ayuk, and he was a full participant all week. He's going to be good to go Sunday. He was not on the injury report, but I wanted to talk about him just because his very, very weird week one. So basically leading up into the first game of the season, he was on and off the injury report with a hamstring injury, but everyone knows the story. You know, the 49ers go out on Sunday. Brandon Ayuk is just non-existent in that offense. He's actually running routes behind Trent Sherfield, and that is just not what you were expecting from a guy that you probably drafted as like your wide receiver too. And then there was just a ton of talk, you know, was this because of his injury? Was he benched? All this stuff. And you know, Kyle Shanahan didn't really help with his press conferences. You know, it kind of seemed like Brandon Ayuk was not on great terms with the head coach, but then Shanahan comes out on Friday and said that Brandon Ayuk would have actually had his like same role that he had in 2020 week one had he not had that hamstring injury. So I'm someone who would not feel comfortable starting Brandon Ayuk this week, but if you can buy low on him, he's someone you should definitely try to trade for. And I mean, if people dropped him, I actually had a few comments, you know, asking me on some of my previous videos, Brandon Ayuk is on the waiver wire. Should I pick him up? Absolutely. You're just not going to be able to find someone who has legit like wide receiver two upside off the waiver wire. So if you can get Brandon Ayuk for cheap, I totally would. We know the talent is there and the opportunity is there. We saw it last season. So I do think he's going to rebound, but I just kind of want to see it for a week just to make sure we don't have any kind of weird usage again going into week two. And then this is going to be the last player I'm talking about. It's going to be Will Fuller. He did not play week one because of his suspension that was carried over from last year. So week two was going to be the time we were finally going to see him. But then Brian Flores came out and said that Will Fuller is actually going to be out with a personal issue. And that's pretty tough to analyze for fantasy because it's not an injury. There's not really a timetable. Obviously, you know, I'm hoping for the best for Will Fuller, but Brian Flores didn't really seem to know if this would end in a week, if he could be out for the entire season. It all is just up in the air. I'm pretty sure you can still plug Will Fuller into your IR spot. So that's something I did on one of my teams. But honestly, if I was in like a 10 or eight team league and there was a great guy on waivers, maybe your IR spot is filled. I would not be totally against releasing Will Fuller just because there is so much uncertainty here. And then for the rest of the Dolphins, obviously this is a hit to Tua because Will Fuller was probably the wide receiver one on that team. And then earlier in the week, I talked about how I wasn't super confident starting Waddle or Devontae Parker because Will Fuller was going to be back. Obviously now that is off the table. So I do think Waddle and Parker are potential flex plays in maybe 12 plus team leagues. They both produced last week in a fairly tough matchup against the Patriots. So, you know, not the worst options to plug into your lineup. That's basically all the injury news for this week. Not a ton of guys who are going to be out. So that's obviously good news. Hopefully that continues throughout the entire season. If you guys enjoy the content, please just leave a like and subscribe to the channel. Comment your thoughts down below. Thank you guys for stopping by and I'll see you next time.